Okay. We should just, I guess we'll just start, but I just, I have only questions. I have only questions about how it came to be. I have questions about the filming schedule because Tom Sandoval out or Tom Schwartz is out here talking about Scandoval. He's talking about it. And I I was 100% certain that this would have been filmed before it all happened. And I really thought that maybe he was just referencing it in confessionals and like maybe that was like a reshoot or it was after they had filmed. But then he was talking in the kitchen. So what's her name about it? And I was like, wait a second. This is, they're running a tight ship here. Like, how did you turn around that? Also, Nick today was watching with me and he goes, does that mean he like left to film in the middle? Like, do you know what I mean? He's like, people Mm -hmm. are saying that it probably filmed in like April, May, and it's just a really quick turnaround to get it out. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, but then does that mean the story broke? And he was like, well, I have to go to Australia for a month. Like, I'm confused. I don't understand. I know. I want to know, like, if he was already signed up and then they got lucky that this happened or if after the news broke, then they tapped him. And like, because after the news broke, they got the cameras rolling again and they filmed the finale. But then they took a break and then they filmed the reunion and then they took a break and then the reunion aired. Yeah, I need the timeline. I I want to know his calendar. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what were the calendar invites like on Tom Schwartz's calendar? Mm -hmm. I must know. I must know. Should we do some sort of like little intro? Like, hey guys, we're back. Yeah, probably. Hi, Escaping Reality friends. Um, Surprise, we're back. We'll get into what we're going to be watching in a few minutes. And we're very excited. Anna and I absolutely cannot wait to discuss. Stacey is off doing other things today, I guess, but she'll be back to discuss the show later. But we had a little chat last week and we said, hey, like there's no Survivor this summer. We are trying to get some interviews lined up for you guys, so stay tuned. But in the interim, we were like, what could we watch as just like a fun little treat for the summer? And we bandied about a lot of ideas. And I think this is our opportunity to really get in on the ground floor of something just absolutely groundbreaking. And so we will be discussing stars on mars yes stars on mars and i think if you haven't watched pause this right now and go watch the first two episodes maybe three if this comes out on wednesday the third episode should be out this 45 minute episode ish me and anna are going to try and like vamp for 45 minutes we could talk for hours but we're going to keep it nice and tight and we're going to talk to you about why you should watch this show to be clear we're not affiliated with fox we're not affiliated with hulu who is airing airing it the day after we're open to that conversation this is just us deciding to watch this weird show and then low-key being very into it so let's dive in Anne, are you excited i'm so excited i was skeptical i'm not gonna lie like only skeptical obviously i just think like sometimes you watch a promo and you're like this is so for tv's sake and i know that sounds really stupid because like obviously it's a tv show it's for tv's sake but some things more than others you're like i see right through you i know exactly what you're doing and then you're pleasantly surprised by how much you enjoy it i would just like to before we get into it i'll read my first like quick jotted down notes and this is in like the first five minute opening sequence and i think it really exemplifies like where i get on board So these are my notes. Stars on Mars, colon. Celebrities is a stretch. Immediately they were like, X amount of celebrities. And I was like, celebrities is a stretch. Some of them are. One of them's a Nepo baby. Let's just call it what it is. It was a stretch. I do change my tune on this once I like found out more people who were on it. So I said, celebrities is a stretch. 24 days. 
got to be challenges, right? Dang, I hate space. We'll come back to that. (laughs) One thing about me, I don't like space. Okay, so we're voting people out. In all caps, who's supplying the money for this? What's the prize? Did I miss it? We'll circle back to that too. Ronda Rousey question mark? As a concept, this is actually amazing. I almost wish they had done it with normies. I'll also come back to that. In all caps, McLovin? McLovin. (laughs) Tom Schwartz explaining Vanderpump rules to McLovin is a crazy moment in media history. Okay, I take back what I said about celebrities being a stretch. And then I quoted Portia who said, if I can walk around Atlanta, I can walk around Mars. And then I was into it. Like literally after that moment, I was like, perfect. I was into it the minute the robot said, Matt Damon, not available. This is Tom (laughs) Schwartz. And then she introduced Tom Schwartz in his little like bio. And she goes, currently known for Skindable. (laughs) (laughs) It was the way it pronounced. The robot who couldn't pronounce Skindable. And I was like, this is so important to me. It was like, Skindable. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, did they ask Siri to read these? It's so Is good. it like a real AI? Because oh God. it's chat GPT come to life. It's so Which important. honestly, if they used a real AI, like text to speech voice to save money, we're just wasting money all over the place. What's the point of that? Honestly, the robot's the best part. Yeah. I also loved, she, uh, we could have a whole conversation about the robot. I don't Robot understand. doesn't need a vibe check. <laughs> no, no. She's giving all the right vibe checks. William Shatner though. Okay, guys, we really buried the lead. William Shatner is there and he's doing all sorts of st- space <laughs> things. Space things. Okay, so let's pause. I'm getting too excited. Anna just did a nice job of sort of hitting you with everything. <laughs> but the concept is celebrities who weren't sent to actual space. They were sent to the Australian outback that looks like space. And they're living in what they're calling the hab, which I, I wish I knew if that was like, what's it called? It like like a- habitat? Maybe, maybe that makes sense. Maybe a little bit of like how inspired. I have a lot I think of Tom Schwartz mentioned that at some point. They never explain it. That's just what it's called, the hab. And you see them come in one at a time to like sort of see what this space is like, where they're going to be living. And their job is to, it almost sounded survivor-esque, but then they are like, they do have food. They do have like a home. It's just, it's very unclear what they have and what they have to earn and what they might run out of. Cause they kept being like, we might run out of, you know, like we don't have enough rations, but they never seemed like that concerned about it. Well, yeah, because I think the shit's going to hit the fan again. We've only seen two episodes because it's coming out weekly because the powers that be at Fox said, no, no, this can't be a full like watch and they need ads to fucking pay for the show (laughs) we need ads and we need you to be able to like you have to tune in every week guys this appointment television it needs to be appointment television it is insanity anna mentioned we didn't know if like it's very unclear from the jump i want to just name for you if you're going to start watching this show it won't make sense for the first 10 minutes because they don't really tell you what the challenges are they don't really tell you how the game works and even in episode two, I was like, I still don't know what they're like playing for, mm-hmm. um, but they're playing for, cause it was answered a few minutes later, the title of what did, I don't know if I wrote it down. Nick and I said it to each other in laughter. Cause Nick was watching with me, but, but to be clear, it's not a real prize. No, it's like the title of brightest star in the galaxy. Hmm. Like William Shatner says those words. Oh, and that, but they okay. can, they <laughs> so there's no money. Action. I, 
I don't think there's money. And maybe we'll find out at the end that if you are the brightest star in the galaxy or whatever, you also get 50 grand or something. I mean, I'm sure they're all getting a handsome fee for well, being on the show. Maybe not, though, Anna. They spent all their budget on the freaking production. That's true. I can't get over the exploding water. <laughs> Just... I can't get over the fact that they are straight up like that. One of the challenges. Okay. We got How do we want to do this? Because I feel like. I don't know. I feel like we should circle back and talk about the concept. Mm-hmm. And then, like, let's we'll get we'll get into challenges, et cetera, in a second. But let's talk and about like budget and production value. The budget is out of control. It was when they showed that like beautiful garden space, and then in the promo, it's burned. And I'm like, did you they did you like swap them out for prop burned plants, or did you literally just burn down all of this beautiful like vegetation? Like, I have to know which it is because either one is a waste of money. Yeah, like <laughs> there's no it winning. Also- but I it's have to also, know. You know how in Avatar, have you yes. seen Avatar? You yes, have. I have. You know how in Avatar, Sam Worthington in the first one, like, does a lot of confessionals, and there it feels like they're in this like big, you know, like the they're in this mm-hmm. like spaceship basically. That's what it feels like. The production value is yes. so high. The production value is so high, and the, the costumes, space suits, insane. The fact that they actually do like mission messages from William Shatner they have a whole control room like it's William Shatner's expensive he's expensive I also just like there's like rovers there's like all this shit like I was just like you created a space station like you went out and said we're gonna take this piece of outback land in Australia and actually gorgeous by the way beautiful but okay it's actually Mars I feel like I'm on space even though I'm not this is a good place to like more broadly get into the concept because I had some dark thoughts when I was thinking about this show. Like this show made me think a lot. The first of which is if we as a society had access to real Mars, they would make the same show. Like they would fucking exploit the land and in a hundred years or whatever, when we can sustain this kind of production on Mars, you will see it. They will do this. They will take advantage of the land and just fucking explode water everywhere. Interesting things to think about. But also, when I was thinking about that, I was like, that would make like the stakes so much higher because then you're actually like in a dangerous situation. And I was thinking about how the fact that this particular show concept is being done with celebrities, it adds a certain level of like silliness because like they're not really playing for anything legit. They're all going to leave this and go back and like be rich and famous or whatever they are varying levels of rich and famous (laughs) and I was like if this were normal people and they truly treated it like a social experiment like imagine if it was like a gritty docu-series of them being like we're gonna put people in this simulation and simulate what these actual situations would be like like take out the fun make the missions actually like have consequences that would be a much darker series. But we don't have that because everybody's like having silly time, which is great. I'm very entertained. Who knew Marshawn Lynch was so funny? And everybody's funnier than the one comedian. I'll just say that. Except I did like her and found her funny in episode two. But in episode one, I was like, you're not living up to the title of comedian yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But that's okay. But I was like, because I was torn on whether or not, because it's a brand new show, at least to America. I don't know if it was somewhere else before. Can't imagine anyone other than america decided this was the Yo, right it feels um, america's so obsessed with space fully american but i was like this would be a really interesting experiment 
if you did it with regular people, because I do think it would translate as more of like a simulation experiment rather than a game. Does that make sense to you? Well, also, Anna, I think that gets at though, the confusing thing about the show is the celebrities talk to each other as if they are actually on Mars and then talk to the audience as if they know they are not on Mars, which is confusing. See, I thought um, the opposite because Ariel Winter in her confession confessionals like keeps referring to it. She's like, I'm just so excited to be here on Mars. Like, it's so cool. Well, and okay, I know so that they know they're not on Mars. Tom Schwartz and Lance Armstrong do it the other way. They talk to each other on the in the hub or in the hab as if they are on Mars, but talk to the audience as if they know they are not on Mars. It's so cringy. <laughs> it's like so- we all know you're not on Mars, and every time you say Mars. It's cringy. <laughs> it's cringy because the robot, my favorite part was when the robot said, and I'll quote her, hold on. So there's like a robot who's like kind of giving information. I don't know. She's like there to help, but kind of she's not. Like the narrator. Yeah, she's the Mich- Michelle Buteau of this. Yeah. <laughs> like It was kind of giving circle vibes. Yeah, because you're isolated and you're by yourself, but together in this moment. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part was when she goes, the gym for mandatory fitness. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then she explains it later, or maybe William Shatner does. I don't remember, but one of them's like, the gravitational pull is different on Mars. So you have to work out. And I was like, they're not on Mars. Yeah. And they like, don't even have like a gravity simulator. on Mars. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like inside this space. It's a gravity. Si- like they're, yeah, they're not in like moon suits. <laughs> <laughs> also the continual shots of Lance Armstrong on the bike. We have to talk about, okay, we're putting a pin in it, but we have to talk about Marshawn Lynch and Lance talking about who's a better athlete. Athleticism. It's so important to me. I'm just going to name for you guys 20 minutes into this episode who's playing in this game because I I do, we need to have a discussion on who's playing. It's like 80% strong crew. Yeah, I 100% agree. Okay, so first we have Christopher Mintzplass, aka McLovin, which has brought Marshawn and Tom together in a way that I never thought would happen um, because they both love McLovin. And honestly, maybe super bad is the culture that brings us all together. Do you know formative. what I mean? It was formative. formative. <laughs> um, then we have Ronda, Ronda Rousey, sorry, a WWE fighter, Tom Schwartz, famously of Scandival. We have Tallulah Willis, who whose title is entrepreneur, but Tallulah, I'm going to name it for you. You're a Nepo baby. And that's why you're here. And that is okay. We got Adam Rapon of the Olympics, but also the winner of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Dancing with the Stars athletes. He was the winner, season 26. Then we got Portia Williams. I'm going to fuck up her th- second last name of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, who Loki is who I'm rooting for. And then we've got Tina Shea, famously of that song with Britney Spears, because she has other music, but no one knows about it. And then we've got Ariel Winter of Modern Family. With red hair, which, why? Is it like a Little Mermaid tie-in? Why do you have red hair? Um, it's a Little Mermaid tie Her name is Ariel. That's what oh, I'm there saying. there you go. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I thought you just meant like for the PR. No. no. Oh my God. Anyway. You're two steps ahead of me all the time. <laughs> and then we've got, then, okay, so everyone came in singularly. And then Sweet Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman come in together. Because we wouldn't know Buddy who they system. are. My favorite part is they were like, you won't know who they are unless they're together. Like, you'll Which know. Which is just so not true. But also. Like, I was like, they're both so famous. Um, but I was also like, 
they're both Seattle Seahawks and they were like Super Bowl champions together and teammates. And I was like, we get it. We know who they are. Mar- Marshawn Lynch is such a big name. If like you they watch stand their own, they stand all. on their own. <laughs> yes. If you watch football at all, you know who they are. Like I was like, it's, what? Like, it's literally like being like sending in um, Tom Brady and Gronk together to be like, if they're separate, <laughs> no one will are. recognize you them. won't be able to place them they'll be like i think you like did an athletic thing no you played, a, you played a sport? Lynch and Sh- richard sherman are also i forgot i had like the deepest longest crush on richard sherman for so long and it kind of laid dormant Ooh. because i haven't been like paying attention to the nfl and like is he retired or out of the game i don't remember I feel like they both are i feel like they both are i feel like they, they gave off retired vibes said, yeah, they said, okay, we have our Super Bowl win. We're good now. Yeah. And wow, the crush on Richard Sherman is back, baby. I was like, oh God, I forgot how hot I used to find you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then our last two are Lance Armstrong, which if I remember correctly, the last piece of media we've had from him in a major way was the doping scandal. No? Yeah, I thought he got canceled. I thought he was canceled. So I'm not entirely sure why he's here. And also, even after two episodes, I'm like, even if you hadn't had a doping scandal, I find you obnoxious as fuck. You think you are God's gift to the planet and it's not it. And then finally, we have Natasha Leggero, Leggero, who's a comedian, and she's probably the least well-known of them. And then they, they, the first mission is for them to go rescue her. And I was like, if you're going to put someone in a... in a case like a surprise reveal a surprise reveal it needs to be the most famous of them yeah that's that's my only note so far on production is I was like it made it seem like it was gonna be this huge thing Mm -hmm. like that should have been Lance Armstrong that should have been Lance Armstrong or maybe it could and honestly I feel like it could have been McLovin honestly or McLovin like someone someone recognizable and exciting enough to be, to be like, like, oh my God, it's you. Oh my God, you're here. Not like, oh, are you a producer? <laughs> like, <who are laughs> I was you? like, who is this? I literally looked her up because I was like, I don't know that woman. I don't know this man. And I, I don't think I've seen her in anything. I kind of like her after watching two episodes of this show. But like, I don't know. I kind of like the strangers on Survivor. Like she's she's essentially a new person to me. Yeah, she's a stranger. I mean, technically they're all strangers, but we can get into parasocial relationships later. Later. But yeah, like, I don't know her from anything. She's not a famous person. I said what I said. (laughs) But I agree with you. Like, they shouldn't have put her in the canister. Because there were a couple people, honestly, when they walked in, they breezed past them. Like, Tallulah Williams, or Willis, excuse me, Tallulah Willis. They were like, daughter Bruce Willis, Tallulah Willis. And like, she didn't really get an intro. And she Mm -hmm. came in, like, kind of with somebody else the way it was edited so if you're gonna if you're gonna sweep some people like past us as you rightfully should because not everyone in this cast is like familiar to everyone even like when tom schwartz came in and the the people who were already in the hab were like who sorry who which is fair matt damon matt damon well literally my mom said to me she was like how do these people not know who tom schwartz is He's got such a big like thing right now. It's like, no, mom, only us losers know who he is. Like the the majority of the population does not know and does not care. What must that be like to not know anything about Scandal? Freeing. Oh God. I don't even really watch Vanderpump, but I'm like enough in the culture that I'm like, yeah. Yeah. 
know everything about this. And I did used to watch Vanderpump. I just like Bravo didn't make it back when it was good. Well, also Bravo didn't make it easy to watch their shit. So if you didn't pay for cable, it was like, I can't watch it. So I gave up on a lot of Bravo shows for like six years because I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't I don't want cable. I'm not watching Bravo. Sorry, I'm not paying for your weird app or watching things with ads like no Bravo anyway. Okay, so we we have a crew. We're all here. And then like slowly throughout episode one, we start to learn things like it's not it's not told to us up front, like what the situation is. But we learn that like they're all sharing a space at some point. They're choosing a base commander who will be switched out at regular intervals and voted on by the people. And that person gets a separate bedroom. Which seems random. It seems like the least that they could do to be like, you're a separate thing. Congratulations. (laughs) Instead of it just being a responsibility. Because they don't really get anything else for it. Like they don't get an extra meal or like rations for being base commander. Like you just have to also just get responsibility. Yeah. So I guess you could have a real bed because you have responsibilities. Here's the thing, though. The bed was the same size. Like, it was just separated. <laughs> it just wasn't a bunk. It just wasn't it was, a bunk, yeah. It was freestanding in the room. And you got your own bathroom, which became a point of hilarity. It was a plot point, yeah. It was a plot point, yeah. So, yeah, Anna's right. It, the, as the show goes on, you learn information, which is a confusing way to go about telling us your show concept. Like all of a sudden they're on missions and you're like, what? For what? For who? What? The whole time you're like, does this mission matter? I think that is the point. Anna, you brought this up. I I feel like the stakes are confusing. Right. Because when when you you do a challenge on Survivor, not to to always compare everything to Survivor, but like that's, that's a simulation of isolated life. And if you don't have food and you go to do a challenge and the challenge is a food reward and you fail, we see them going back to camp and visibly being disappointed, not having food, struggling to get through the next day. This was like they did the water challenge in episode two to like replenish their water supply and they failed the challenge, but then they still had water. Like they got back and it was like, okay, we can all shower. Yeah, we got to like, talk about like, what happened. And also, we the first challenge was kind of boring, if I remember correctly. The first challenge was like, put the satellite back together and like, yeah, I was not up. And I also feel like, okay, so let me just name for you guys. In episode one, the base commander's in charge for two days. In episode one, no one wants to be the base commander. So Marshawn Lynch becomes the base commander. And honestly, until they learn it. that there's a bedroom. And then he's like, yeah, me. and then he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and so I just think, you should watch episode one just to watch Marshawn Lynch be in charge of something because to quote Portia, she says, Portia is low-key becoming my favorite, but she goes, how is Marshawn Lynch going to get us in information when he's never in formation? Talking about playing football. And I scrimped. I was like, that is hilarious. I was like, Portia, I don't watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I might start because you are a 10 out of 10 human being. She was like, that's who we want in charge. Okay. And to be honest, he lives up to that vibe. In a hilarious and fun way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they vote. Well, don't vote. He like volunteers. And Richard Sherman says, Sean, you got it. Sean, <laughs> you got it. And so Marshawn takes it so he can have a, his own room. Because Marshawn also, again, guys, this show is so chaotic because it's, and it's so good. Marshawn Lynch walks in, sees the bunks and he goes, this reminds me of my cell in jail. <laughs> I missed that. Oh no. <laughs> he goes, this is what it was like in jail. So I think that's why it was such a like 
sticking point for him to like get a new bed. He was like, I will absolutely do it for a bedroom because otherwise I'm back in jail. And I was like, this is chaotic as fuck. Anyway, I was like, it does seem like it's going to be an issue in the episode three promo. Oh, because absolutely. When he has to get kicked out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Lance or someone's going to become base commander. And unlike Tallulah, they're going to be like, get out of the room, Marshawn. And he's going to be like, I don't know about that. Anyway, (laughs) exciting things to come. But Marshawn, so here's the concept that doesn't make sense to us is like why they're doing these missions. For what, for why, it's unclear. You get a badge if you successfully finish the mission and are deemed mission critical. But we don't know what the badges mean yet. We don't like- or but if also, they're ever going to mean anything. And also, the everyone who is deemed mission critical, which, spoiler alert, is everyone who's not eliminated and only one person is eliminated. If you're deemed mission critical, you get, you get a, badge. a badge. But if your whole, but if the team fails the mission, no one gets a badge. Also, everyone has the same number of badges. Do you know what, right? Like, yeah. in theory, everyone gets So, like, the what is thing. the significance of the badges? Maybe nothing. Especially when you can't earn more than your fellow teammates mm-hmm. because everyone gets one if they're not eliminated, unless the bottom three don't get them. You know, I wasn't paying close enough attention to see if I, they did. I tried to pay attention. It wasn't clear. Well, and right now, it, in my mind, they're not going to matter. So I'm like not really paying attention to the badges because I'm like, what? No one's explained to me why I should care about the badges. William so Shatner I don't. brings them up. <laughs> And they flash a beautiful picture of what it looks like. But again, we don't know why we care about the badges. Mm -hmm. But the first mission Marshawn is in charge of is, well, he tells everyone to like go and like help with the upkeep of the space, which those, those jobs seem arbitrary and weird. And just for them to have something to do to fill their time. Cause they're like, we can't have celebrities just sitting around shooting the shit. So go do something that makes it look like you're an astronaut. Like when they were taking each other's temperature? For what? To check? Like you're not learning. You're not going to be tested on that later. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if this was a, if it wasn't celebrities and you actually needed to make them like put in the work to earn the prize Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, read this manual on how to make sure that like your vitals are up to code. It will be part of something later that you need to like be prepared on how to do. Otherwise, like you lose or you're out or you don't win money. Like that would give it more weight whereas it was just like funny to watch was it Portia being like I can't hear your heartbeat and he was like because you don't have it in your ears babe and then like so funny but also like I can watch YouTube or TikTok Portia also took someone's temperature in both ears and it was two different numbers incredible was Tallulah had a fever in one ear but not the other so it's like comedy gold like it was really funny but it was like stakes zero comedy zero plus oh yeah comedy was a 10 out of 10 so in episode one William Shatner goes here's your mission and he's very serious to a point where it's like you know you're talking to Tom Schwartz right like you're talking (laughs) to like do you know what I mean like the tone for the audience feels off Mm -hmm. because I think you are speaking to Marshawn Lynch as if (laughs) this is like a real thing so anyway William Shatner comes on and he goes If you don't fix the communications tower, you will lose all communication with America or with the earth. Earth. (laughs) And I was like, to be clear, if that's the case, you guys don't have a show anymore. So they better not fail the mission. Do you know what I mean? Like if they can't get the made up stakes are they're too made up. I need them to be more realistic. (laughs) Yeah. 
I would like to know if scientists were consulted because there seem to be things. I'm going to tell you right now. They weren't. No. Because there, it seems to be like based on someone's like third grade understanding of Mars, like the second yeah. challenge where they're like, unfreeze the water. It's yeah. like, I don't quote me on this because I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a like space person. But I'm pretty sure that the minimal amount of water they have found on Mars could not be microwaved to fill. (laughs) It was a microwave emitter. That's how they defrosted it. But like they could have just said, oh, like lucky you, another like a group before you left their water supply and like we located it on the radar. Like you have to go to it and siphon it up. And that would have been much more digestible, much more realistic somehow than like the fake weird science that they try to do where they like microwave the ice. Right. Like I'm not convinced that science is right. That left me with more like what? Like why and what? (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like more than I would have if they had just been like, oh, we found like water that someone else left. Or like, hey, Transpo was bringing you guys more water. The, this is the drop called, location. Yeah. The what's it called? Rover, whatever broke down. We airlifted the rover out. You have to go get the water. Yeah. But it's in like a ditch. So you have to siphon it into new things. Something like it was, it just felt a little like the stakes are weird. And we're just going to. And like the con- the context weird. is weird. The context yeah. that they're writing is. Again, it's too much. At the end of the day, guys, are they on Mars? Do the celebrities believe they're on Mars or do they not? That one linchpin is really causing confusion. Anyway, so they have to fix the communications tower and the communication system seems bad. Now, after seeing two challenges where Tallulah is the base commander and Marshawn is the base commander and they have their second in command trying to like give directions. Can everybody hear all the communication at all times? (laughs) Like I should be able to tap in and be like, I want to talk to Tom. Where's Tom's earpiece? Yeah. Like why why are we saying like Tom confirm and everyone can hear it? Yeah. And him and Marshawn are banging on drums anyway, making drums oh out God, of so funny. Too, so they're not even listening. Not Tom not being able to count to four. Yikes. Tina Shea and her confessional being like, I don't understand how you count to four wrong, but like, okay. <laughs> Guys, the show has brought me no end of joy. Like it is so important to me. Can I talk about something that I dislike and also have questions about like how it then plays into like the set and the the production yes did we wrap Wait. up the challenges kind of it's fine it's fine um no please continue because my it, it it happens after challenges okay no no we're gonna put a pin in it and come back to it basically i just wanted to like name that the challenges are a little bit confusing and it seems like no base commander or like no one has taken charge in any of these scenarios. Like in episode one, Marshawn, they do the challenge, but Marshawn is not a great like communicator leader. In the second challenge, Tallulah is like not in, not a good person in charge of like thinking through like, what do we actually need to do? What do we need to actually accomplish? And again, I think it all just comes back to like, what are the stakes? Because mm-hmm. they're kind of like, oh, we need water to shower. But like, they don't seem concerned. Like, it wasn't like if you don't fill all four, you get no water. Yeah. It was like, you get what you get and it wasn't enough. So you failed the challenge. So you're not going to get a patch or a badge or whatever, but you're not like, like you can still shower. <laughs> there's no other consequence. Yeah. Whereas like in survivor, I feel like Jeff would like currently Jeff takes your flint. If you lose, 
Mm-hmm. Like to me, it feels like there should have been higher stakes of like, if you don't get all the water, you guys don't have water until we figure out another way for you to get water. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, cause I agree with you. And I feel like there was, there was consequence insofar as Cholula got eliminated. Mm-hmm. And I think it was based on that decision to let Ariel and Tom Schwartz swap positions because yes. Ariel was like, I want to go down the cliff. Like, that's a cool experience. Like, let me do it. And she was like, yeah, sure. But then she wasn't as equipped for like the physicality of the challenge itself, which <laughs> was not laid out clearly to them. <laughs> Another question mark. And like the consequence was Tallulah went home for making that decision. But at the same time, like because there were no because the stakes were so low, like why wouldn't she have made that decision? A, they clearly didn't know what awaited them. No. Off the cliff. And B, they got water anyway. So like, who cares if they fail? Like she does because she got eliminated for it. But why would she care? They shouldn't have been able to keep the two and a half, almost three barrels of water. They should have been like, you didn't get enough. So you can't have you it. failed. That's what failure is. I mean, there's a whole conversation about them not really understanding failure because they are celebrities that we could have a whole other conversation about. Ooh. <laughs> like, that's like a different conversation for a different day. But like them not understanding stakes at all, actually, I feel like is more in line more with like them as a side effect of the fact that they are celebrities. Yikes. Speaking of Lance Armstrong, the last thing he did was dope and got canceled. And here he is with no consequences for that being on a television show. I mean, isn't so that punishment enough? Him, I mean, no, he's having a grand old time shitting in Marshawn Lynch's bathroom and running away. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so we're done with the challenges now. We, I don't really have that much more to say because, the, again, the production value on the challenge is high. It is. And here's. Here's where I will transition us to more about the production value is like when they come in from the outside, they're filthy. Like the dust on their skin and on their suits is like, it's yuck. So on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, they like, they must shower. I don't care if they won water or not. Like they must clean themselves. But then next episode, they've got clean outfits. Who's washing them? Do they have bubbles? Purples even? The thing I don't understand is it's clearly not done like on a sound sound stage? No. But how did they make the dust storm? Because I can't imagine that they just wait because they 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 had a filming schedule, so they weren't mm-hmm. like the dust storm's coming. Like let's do it now. Like mm-hmm. how did they do that? I mean, they could just have like it's giving like mad gas industrial fan. Yeah, like it's giving again the production value. Like I was like, this is a full on movie set that yeah. you've created. For a show called Stars on Mars. Like there are there are a couple moments where it could be maybe not real space, but like a show about space where like the yes. set was very intentionally designed and filmed to be as realistic as possible. No, it could be. And I'm just kind of surprised. Star Trek. Like it could be a set from a new Star Trek or a new Star Wars or something. Yeah. Like they are going above and beyond with what, it's a reality television show. Yeah. Where they spend most of the time indoors anyway. Yes. You didn't have to make Mars this realistic. Mm-hmm. Like when they're down in the cave in the second challenge and the water's like coming down. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually stressed for you guys. Like this is yeah. stressful. And they like are actually moving materials. They're act- like, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? I almost wonder like, was somebody 
part of a set and a crew that was like filming an actual movie in this location that's like going to come out in a couple years. And they were like, hey, while we're here, we might as well do this show. Like we <laughs> like, have this set. Do like we've got the cameras. Just... We're here in the location. Like found it. Finders keepers. Yeah. I don't know. A, I would actually be curious to know what, if anything else, has been filmed in, in this particular location because it's stunning and it's otherworldly. It's insane. I mean, it's filmed in Cooper PD, which is like in the outback of South Australia. The Amp Bank. But that was my Australian accent, by the way. Bloomin' Onion. No. Okay. I did a little Googling, not a full like research moment, but they're filming in Cooper PD, which is like apparently known for looking like Mars. Okay. How could like, it not be? Yeah. <laughs> Look at um, it. Okay, it was, oh my God. Sorry. Did they film on. The Martian there? No, but they filmed Mad Max, the 1985 version there. Oh, interesting. But this part I thought was interesting where it says it's a like mining town. Hmm. And the area is well known for its dugouts, which are like where people will make underground houses to like stay out of the weather because it's either so hot. Or like, or like windstorm, stormy winter. Yeah. So That's that actually cool. makes sense that, that the space already kind of looks and works to their advantage in that way. Yeah. That's so cool. Earth is it, crazy, man. Earth is crazy. And that is, I mean, the best part about this show, other than like the weird sort of goofiness of having stars think they're on Mars, but also maybe know they're not on Mars, is that the visuals are beautiful. Like they go outside and you're like, you are on Mars. I can see now why it's confusing and you're talk about, talking about it as if you're there. You know what it's giving? What? It's giving Survivor Gabon, the world's most beautiful, untouched nature. Let's touch it. Let's touch it. Let's touch <laughs> like, it. <laughs> we found this incredible landscape uninhabited by humans. Let's inhabit it. And let's play We're going to put golf. ourselves there. <laughs> We're going to explode water. And uh, bring in some industrial fans. That's what we wanted, right? Yeah. That's That's what Mother Nature put this here for, for us to make a TV show. And a really, really silly one. In the best way, but so silly. I think those are like the big hits. Why should people watch this show, Anna? Um, People should watch this show because while we've definitely seen variations of the same idea of like, let's take a group of people, celebrities most often, and plop them in a very specific situation and saturate the environment with with detail and story and transport them to a very specific environment and watch it play out. I think that's cool. Like I think as a show, it's a, a cool idea and a cool version of something that like we know works, but we haven't yet seen. Like I I said before, I don't like space. I think like the American obsession with space is kind of weird. Um, And I think the media that has been created about space in the last 50 years, like some of it's really great, but like a lot of it's crap. Like think of all the B movies about space, like they're bad. Sorry. And like, I I just think that the historically the media obsession with space is not my favorite thing, but we're running out of show ideas. And I think this was a good one. And I'm surprised with how much I like this particular group of celebrities, quote unquote celebrities. They are entertaining me more than I imagined. I do wish that we had been given more understanding of like the point of the missions. 
I wish the show had more stakes as we've discussed. I wish they actually got a prize at the end because there are times when like we're watching them do stuff and I'm like, you can just tell that they, they really don't care. And like, they're just puttering around and other people in the traders where they were like, I don't need a hundred, $250,000. Yeah. Like, Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. Like, what is the point? Yeah. Less so than in the traders, I feel like, because every once in a while the traders should be like, you truly don't care about this challenge. This, I feel like they do care mainly because there's a team aspect to it of like, Mm -hmm. we, I'm not doing it on my own. So I can't just only not care because I'm, I'm the only, like, it's just for Mm -hmm. me. It's like, no, like we're all having to do this together, but the stakes are weird and kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. So I think a good example of what you're saying is Marshawn, like playing the drums on the water bins. Yeah. Like if, if the stakes were higher, they would be like encouraging their teammates, trying to get the water up as quickly as possible, like be taking it really seriously. And Tom and Marshawn mm-hmm. are literally having a jam session. Which I'm so happy about. <laughs> Television gold. They're not even playing for money, or I don't think. If so they are, like, no one's told us. <laughs> like, that's the thing that I'm missing. I'm like, if you're even for charity, for money, like if it, if it were for yes. charity because they're celebrities, like that, that is great. But like, not only what are the stakes for them, but what are the stakes for us? Like, why am I watching to see who wins if they're not even going to win anything? Yeah, like, what are you winning? My respect? <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe. Because no offense, but Tom Schwartz, you're never getting it back after you cheated on Katie so many times. I got to tell you, though, and he's winning me over. <laughs> he's so cute. Also, he's a charming young man. Glasses. Charming young man and his cute little, like, leopard print glasses. I'm like, Tom. Mm-hmm. This was your plan all along. You'd be like, they're gonna say bad things about me all scanned of all along, but it won't matter because they'll watch stars on Mars and be like, I am a little cutie patootie. And he's self-aware. He's he I think he described himself as the best of the worst. And I was like, that's oh, yeah. you know what? Okay. Okay. Except You're right. You're right. The best of the worst. I mean sure. accurate, Schwartz. Accurate. Schwartzy. But yeah, why? What, what's in your opinion? Why? Why? Why should people watch other than to know what we're talking about and listen to our podcast? I mean, that should be reason number one. But two, I honestly, I feel like my biggest argument is that I feel like you watch for the production value. Someone spent yeah. so much money making this show. So much, just so, so much, much money making this show, and for that reason, it's a worthwhile endeavor. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Again, the stakes are kooky and goofy. I think they actually did do a good job casting it, which you know is one of our biggest frustrations a lot of times with reality competition shows is like, if you don't get the casting right, it's really hard to watch them. When you get the cast right, it just like, it works. Even if the concept is bad, at the end of the day, at least the cast being that good made for compelling television. And I would argue the stakes are low, but the like banter, the like vibes in the hab. The entertainment value. Yeah. Great entertainment value. You're not sitting there watching for like intellect or anything like that, but it is so fun. And I think that's the trade-off between doing this show with a celebrity cast versus regular people. Like if it's regular people, then the stakes are higher because you can make them higher. But if it's celebrities, like, I'm sorry, but the entertainment value is higher. Yeah. it was. Because I gave a shit. Sadly, it was, it was why I think the American version of the traders 
mm. we all liked it a little bit better was because there were people who knew how to be on television. Yeah. Not just normal people. And mm-hmm. that I think, and I think in this regards, this show is helped by that. Mm-hmm. Cause I agree. Anna, you could have a much more serious, like, look at what is it to be an astronaut if you had normal people doing it, but I don't really want that. Yeah. Well, I plus want, everybody like, wants to watch celebrities like tough it a little bit. Like, yeah. That's why we watch reality TV to feel better about ourselves. <laughs> yes. Also, if you ever really like, there's plenty of reasons to think and know you're potentially better than Tom Schwartz. Like, but I just need to watch you. I need everyone to go and watch him wash dishes in episode two and put the cups to dry directly on top of each other with no space to act. No. I was like, Katie, I don't blame you for divorcing him. No. Yikes. Also, LOL, when he was talking to, I think it was when he was talking to Natasha in the kitchen, maybe when he was doing dishes and he was like, yeah, COVID was really good for my marriage. And she was like, is that why you got divorced? (laughs) You stupid idiot. COVID was good for his marriage because he really couldn't cheat on Katie in those two years. Yeah, because he couldn't go anywhere. (laughs) Because he couldn't go anywhere. And look at where that got them. Now they're divorced, which honestly. No, I saw a tweet that was like, guys, we can talk about Ariana and Sheena and everybody sort of having their moment during Scandaval, but I think we need to talk about how really the winner here is Katie because Katie all along has said they're kind of pieces of shit, but no one really believed her. No one was like really team Katie. They were like, but Tom's so cute and he's so fun, whatever. Like she was like, no, they're like bad businessmen and they're kind of shitty people. And like, they're kind of a mess. And then she just had to, it was kind of like when Taylor was like, I'm not involved with Kanye and Kanye was like Mm -hmm. running her name through the mud. And she was like, the truth will out at some point. Mm -hmm. And she just had to sit and wait while her reputation was like fucked forever. And then finally everyone was like, actually Taylor was right. Kanye is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. It's like that. Katie Maloney is getting to have that now. And that's why you should (laughs) her reputation era. Yeah. And that's why you should watch stars on Mars. Actually, though, it's so fun. Please watch. That's why we will post about it this week. Um, We're all in a bit of a like transitiony time, so we might not get to another episode out to you for a few weeks, but we will make some more episodes about this because Stacy did like it and was texting us about it. Um, And we're gonna keep watching. Clearly, we're gonna keep watching. I'm hopeful we can do another episode in like two or three weeks, and then who knows how many there are. Uh, Let me see if TV time knows. Hold on. There's only eight episodes. Oh, that's such a nice tight amount. I love a summer show. Mm. Love a summer show. Um, But yeah, so watch this space. We'll post about it so you guys know to watch in case you forget. Slash just to give you an update of like, that's what we're watching for the summer is like get on board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get on board. It's crazy and weird and kooky, but like it's a fun time. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. I wasn't expecting to, honestly, but here I am. I know. Anna and I kind of dragged our feet because we're like, okay, maybe we'll watch, maybe we'll watch. And I, we didn't watch until yesterday. And then I texted Anna. I was like, no, we will have plenty to talk about. We mm-hmm. must talk about it. And there's no strategizing so far. So it's not as like, I don't have to think as much as when we talk about Survivor of like, ooh, what was the thought process for this person doing this? And like, are they going to make a move? And blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm kind of it's hoping- just them being like, mm, should we kick this person out? Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of hoping it gets to that place. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see if these stars on Mars are able to think that far ahead. I'm not confident in them. I, I think Lance Armstrong might, to be honest. Ooh. Yeah. 
Like he seems like he would want to win at any cost. Mm-hmm. Even though you mm-hmm. don't need to win because there's no stakes. What are you playing for? A badge. So it will one of the win oh, the winner will be one of the athletes. I'll tell you that much. I also low-key think it's not gonna be a woman because um we did get rid of rid of Christopher Mintzblast, but we got rid of Tallula in favor of Tom and Marshawn, even though Tom and Marshawn like were the weakest links in the challenge. I think it was Portia goes, Well, we can't get rid of Marshawn because if I'm out in space and have to pick up something heavy. That's the man I want doing it. Yeah. So I do think there's a physicality to this that I think a man will end up winning. Unless Mm -hmm. the women are smart and put themselves in the position of base commander and like second in command and can like yell at people in the headsets. Or if we start to see some like more creative thinking challenges. Yes. It's not like, all right, back in the suit, get outside and lift stuff. I'm a little worried that that's the direction it's going. And I would, I would more enjoy being like, Hey, there's a puzzle you have to solve to like reconnect something or like bring communication back in a different way. Cause I feel like it's also a little bit hard to like actually, um, evaluate people's skill sets this way. But again, look at all these options we just talked about. We've only watched two episodes guys. We'll see you for the next set of episodes for stars on Mars. Again, not affiliated with Fox or Hulu, but it airs 8 p.m. on Mondays, I believe. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your thoughts because it is chaotic. And uh, we'll see you next week or in a few weeks for our Schwartz coverage of Not (laughs) Scandal. Bye-bye. Later, losers. (laughs) Later, losers. (laughs) 